everybody. I am here. Good evening, everybody. Uh, went a little bit over on the music, and I'm running late. Um, now the printer's going off. You'll probably hear that. Um, I just wanted to get on and do a live here tonight to give an explanation of that podcast. I just um, I published previously. Uh, and the podcast is, or the previous podcast that I published is called Beyond the Reset and a short animation film. Somebody told me about it the other day and I watched it. It's actually a, a short animation and it's on the, um, it's pretty much what the COVID-19 initiation when it started three years ago, what the plan was and what it has been. And it's actually kind of like the end game for what they've started. And so it's by 3D Epics Animation Studio. And if you're listening to me on Spotify, you can actually watch the video on my Spotify podcast of the short film. Or go to the description under the podcast and it'll give you the link to the original source so you can watch the video um, but what it does is you can listen to the podcast and you can just hear it does it's you get the full effect by watching it but you can go through it's kind of a, a somber music to set the stage and of this man who gets um, loaded on buses school buses and is sent to concentration camps out in in the prairie in North America. And he soon realizes that through the, the his compliance and his isolation, um, he gave up his freedom for safety. He realizes that this is a death camp, and he realizes his neighbors are disappearing, um, not because of the um, bonuses that are, uh, displayed on the commercials, their advertisements saying if you get this uh, this vaccination, if you join our team and test these new uh, vaccines, that you'll be given better living spaces and be able to have a better food and be able to have better um living conditions and, and swimming pool, things like that, things that try to lure you in. And he realized his neighbors were falling for it, and then they would leave their 10 by 10 um, living quarters, 10-foot square living quarters and body bags. And he realized that these were that these camps were actually death camps and there's actually death camps built and for COVID-19 and we see what they utilized mostly in the past uh, three years was the uh, hospitals um, using the ventilators and remdesivir and morphine and uh, um, 
other drugs like that which, which sedate and kill you um, instead of actually giving you nutrition and allowing your body to heal. Anyway, so that's what that's about. Um, we here on the farm have been getting our our resources ready little by little we've got rabbits and we've started breeding and we've got them in hutches we've got a couple cages um hutches for them that they're in we've got a buck and a doe and we'll have kits here next month a little less than than in about a 27 days we should have kits from the New Zealand Reds that we have and we have a pond that's loaded with bass and we just went to a neighbor's actually a church member's pond and caught several um, catfish and we've uh, introduced them to our pond we're going to start feeding them and uh, raising catfish as well and we have several chicks uh what are they barred rock chicks we had eight and the dog got one of them so we have only seven now but these are going to be our egg layers and um so that's what we've got right now just um for now just starting a little bit of time we're getting the pasture we got 10 acres of pasture and we're clearing the trees that we don't need that's in the way, prohibiting grass from growing, cutting those down and um, burn piles or uh, firewood. And just doing what we can with what we have, what the Lord has given us to uh, help us sustain, to help me sustain the family that God has blessed me with, my wife and my children. Uh, so we, we don't, we can't see the future. We don't know what's coming. We know what God has warned us about in his word and revelations. Uh, we know we're getting, we're, um, if we're not in the end times already, it is close. A lot of things seem to be lining up with the, the prophecies that John gave us, but until then, until that point, God has given me as a man of God the responsibility to protect and provide for my family, and that's what I'm going to do. So I'm doing what I can to protect and provide as, um, as God has uh, called me to do as a man, as the head of the house. So that's what I'm going to do. And that's one of the reasons why I started the podcast was to help as the watchman in Ezekiel and Isaiah. God called the watchman on the wall to uh, to warn people to to raise the alarm to the people in the city inside the walls. They could not see over the walls. They couldn't see over the horizon. They couldn't see to the horizon. They would, would, wouldn't be aware of anything coming all the way up to the wall. They would have no clue what they were, 
within 20 feet, 20 or 30 feet of, unless the watchmen on the wall were to warn them of the impending danger. And God has called me to be that watchman on the wall for my family and for those around me. Um, and it's been unique being it, being the a missionary, being the uh, a PK preacher's kid, growing up as a preacher's kid and as missionaries to home missionaries to in various states in the United States of America, and I've been blessed with the family that has put God first and his will and his desires for for us and I hope to do the same as my parents did with my family and you know continue that trend because um, I'm not gonna I'm not one to let the this uh, society raise my kids I'm going to do it because God told me to uh, train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he's old, he'll not depart from it. So, and if you uh, spare the rod, you spoil the child. That's just part of raising a kid is the discipline. There's consequences to your actions. And if you don't teach a child that at an early age, uh, you'll have just what's going on around us, like the um, Chicago, it's like, what, 60 deaths a week, every week now? Um, at least every weekend, there's dozens of deaths, shootings. And again, it's not about the gun, it's not about the weapon used, it's about the, the uh, intentions of the, the operator. What are their intentions? What is their state of mind? It's got nothing to do with the weapon. I can take whatever I want and, to, uh, and carry out uh, ill will towards someone. It doesn't matter what the weapon is. It's not the weapon's fault. So to have less of those events, you need to have parents teaching their children and raising their children the correct way. So that is my intentions to do. And thus obeying the will of God for me in this time of my life, raising, rearing children in the fear and the admonition of the Lord. So, and again, I go back to the watchman. Same along the same basis, I'm going to warn people of the danger that I see, and it's been interesting for sure. These past three years, um, I was kind of between churches at the time, and we were visiting a church, a friend of ours, and going to church with them. And in the meantime, I was filling in at other churches, either churches that had no pastor or or either the pastor was sick uh, either elderly his health was failing so I would fill in for them uh, depending on the case I had a church I was filling in had filled in for several months anyway 
and I felt like the Lord telling me to to stay there at that church for that time. So I started. So I took the position of that church. It really felt like God was me it would be temporary, but it now was time. It was, the time was now for this, and it was in uh, 2019, and just before the pandemic started, commenced, and so around Easter is when I actually took the position, and the Lord told me, he said, it's time to stand up, and so I kind of, you know, with the The direction God was leading me, I kind of wasn't sure exactly, and if there was a lot happened that we weren't expecting to happen, like a, for one, a toilet paper run. We have a shortage of toilet paper. Who knew? Anyway, uh, the intentions from that that very beginning there was kind of Second Timothy one seven. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. It was that verse in Second Chronicles 7, 13, and, and 14. Um, kind of the latter part of verse 13 says, And if I send a disease... Um, so what if I send a disease? Verse 14 said, If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, the Lord said, I will hear from heaven, I would forgive them of their sins, and I will heal their land. So I, I rehearsed those two verses. Those are the two main verses. Over and over and over again, because I knew what the devil was doing was trying to instill fear in the people and trying to cause us to quit the work of God and to cave and to run and hide and just comply with everything they told us to do. And I knew the Lord didn't want us to do that. So I kept pushing back and pushing back. And, you know, I was doing it in a loving, compassionate way. I wasn't belligerent. And anything I did, but there was a pushback. There was a resistance there to try to, to, to lead and direct. And it was, it was intense for quite some time, I would say. And I started the church in the, the book of Acts. I did a verse by verse study in the book of Acts, starting with, you know, verse one, chapter one. And, you know, it's kind of leading up. It's, it's picking up where Jesus ascended into heaven and the disciples were gazing at Jesus. And he says, what? The angel spoke to the disciples, why stand here gazing at him the same way he is is ascending, he's leaving, he'll return, go occupy until he returns. And then you come into the uh, Pentecost where Peter preached and, and um, 
3,000 men or gave their heart to the Lord and, and they heard the gospel in their own language, 15 different languages. And we started from there and it was, we we'd called it the, you know, it's called the book of Acts. But when you read it, you see it's the Acts of the Holy Ghost. And you can see where it was the Holy Ghost moving from that day of Pentecost. When he came down, it was like fire. His tongue was, it was like a flaming fire. The power that he had, Peter had with the gospel. And you see that power of salvation. The Holy Spirit would just went to person after person after person to the disciples, the apostles, uh, the different cities and towns. And you see the Holy Spirit. Jesus said that the Comforter would come. He, he had to leave to send the Comforter, that we would have a more intimate relationship with him. But he had to leave so that we could have that communication with him. And that was the Holy Spirit, the Comforter that he sent to, to take his place. And when the Holy Spirit came down there at Pentecost, it was a flaming fire of salvation and healing all the way through the book of Acts, all the way through. And you don't really, you don't see an end to that, the power. You don't see an end to the power of the Holy Spirit. You don't see an end to the, 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 of the healing or salvation. It continues on. And I think we're in the same situation now where if we had faith, the, the size of a grain of a mustard seed, we could say to this mountain, move from here to yonder and it would move like Jesus said. But then he, as he, he said before, is, O ye of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? When he talked to the, spoke to the disciples, they came in. Why couldn't we cast these demons out? You just yanked them out. Why couldn't we do it? Well, we're in that same situation. We, we, we cower to fear. We fall for the snares and the traps of the devil. And we cave. And that's what this whole pandemic is about, is about is, is a, the spiritual warfare between good and evil, between God and the devil. The devil's trying to get us to be as scared, to be afraid, and get us to comply. Compliance shows fear and shows that we are no, we, we don't trust in God, don't trust in his ability, we don't trust in his power. We'd rather... Um, sacrifice the freedom that God gave us for safety instead of risking our lives to spread the gospel and speak the truth. You know, the truth is being attacked and it has been being censored. I've been banned. Apparently I'm banned on Twitter because I can't get on there and post anything anymore. And it said something about my account not working the other day. I don't remember exactly what it said. I've had two YouTube channels deleted. I've been in Facebook jail. And I just keep going, keep preaching, keep teaching, and doing what I can to speak the truth. Now, Jesus says, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. So we see that the spiritual application, the salvation, is through Jesus Christ and Him crucified. That's what we just celebrated Easter for. Is which uh, the this um, 
agenda this that's being pushed on us this agenda 21 it's now agenda 30 or they keep pushing it back thankfully because more people are awakening and we we're pushing it back because of more people are speaking out they're not as scared they're not complying they're speaking the truth and as long as we speak the truth and resist we we're pushing back the evil we need more people to do it more people to trust jesus more people to be bold and as long as we keep doing that we keep pushing their their schedule back and pushing it back and pushing it back hopefully we can um um, eradicate it uh, but we just keep pushing it back so we see the spiritual aspect in Jesus the salvation only salvation only comes through him but then we go to James uh, 127 where it's uh, pure religion and undefiled before God is this before God and the Father is this uh, to help the fatherless and the widows in their time of need so you take that and um combine that appropriately and you see that salvation comes through Jesus Christ and as we're as Christians we go out into the world to help others to help the widows they need help they need food they need clothing so we help them we see that religion isn't um like the Pharisees and the Sadducees thought it wasn't their um, expensive garments in their status in society but we have a relationship with Jesus and our religion is service to other people so by trusting Jesus for our salvation repenting and confessing him Jesus as the Son of God we take that into the practical are physical and we help other people and their their need whatever if we're we're giving a helping someone with water with food and we're doing it in the name of Jesus we're helping Jesus remember we have all been created in the image of God in his likeness that's what the devil is after that's what the devil is attacking is God's image and he's going through us to get to him and because we're created in god's image and you know he the prince and power of the air being condemned to this earth for now until he's damned to hell for eternity he's attacking the image of god and he's going through us to try to get to god and he's doing that by attacking children and he's attacking children through human trafficking, child trafficking, um, and especially the transgender movement. Um, he's targeting children with this gender dysphoria, and it is wreaking havoc on families because I'm seeing... Now it's not as prevalent as as the the mainstream would like you to would have you to believe, but it is prevalent and it is it is is too much. It is infecting too many young impressionable minds and destroying their lives. 
because it's making um, boys want to be girls and girls want to be boys. And once they've done that, the gender-affirming care, they've been mutilated to the point that there is no reversing it. And it, uh, which, and it's creating a high, uh, if I remember right, the fifty percent of those that have have uh, transitioned through the agenda or gender-affirming care, fifty percent of them commit suicide. And but that's the point, isn't it? The devil wants to destroy you, destroy your family. And he wants you to die because you've been created in the image of God. He wants to distort, destroy, to kill, kill, steal, and destroy. And he's doing it through the transgender, transgender agenda. And he's, he's using the pedophiles to go after kids. And then he's using these um, perverted parents to mutilate their kids. I mean, I heard of a a father who started transitioning his three-year-old boy and it's sick and I mean these children don't have a clue what's going on and by the time they're old enough to realize what's going on they're so brainwashed that their mental uh, stability is is not there and they they commit suicide and we want to reach them before that happens um, and the, the, there's those that are um, are um, detransitioning because they see what has happened to their bodies and they realize what what was behind what was pushing it and there are those many that have detransitioned instead of taking their life and committing suicide. They decided to try to reverse what they can, but there's only um, you can only reverse so much if you've um, started someone when they were two years old or three years old on um, hacking off body parts and um, chemically castrating them or or whatever it is, it's, it's, it's torture, it's child abuse is what it is, and it's just, we shouldn't be tolerating it, there's, say all that to say, we need to speak out about it, don't be scared to speak out, don't be scared to speak the truth, I mean, what was Sodom and Gomorrah about, what was Noah and the flood about? What was the Tower of Babel about when God punished the wicked? And there's going to be eternal damnation for the wicked, but there's also a, a physical a justice um, to the wicked. There's consequences for your actions. And we should be, we should be putting a wall up preventing the wicked one from acquiring the children that God has created. The young, innocent, impressionable, vulnerable, gullible children that God has created and put in our care to protect. 
they they need protectors they need someone that's bold enough to stand up and to be a shield and to keep this sinful wicked world from penetrating their uh, what do you could say safe safe space their bubble and <laughs> before it penetrates their mind and brainwashes them. We don't want brainwashing. We want training. We want to teach a child. We want to train a child. We're going to teach them to be, if it's a, if the child is a boy, we're going to train them to be a man. If the child is a girl, we're going to train them to be a woman. There's only two genders. God, if you go back to Genesis the first few chapters, one, chapter one, chapter two, chapter three, he made them male and female, created he, them. God is a he. And this, oh, that just reminded me of something. Remind me, if, correct me if I'm wrong. What's it called? Um, I'm not going to try to I don't remember. Anyway, there's this mega church with a pastor that is about as worldly as you can get, even admitted that he doesn't know what he's doing and he's never pastored before, and yet he's a pastor of a mega church. And he brought in Lady Gaga or somebody, somebody like that, in and to play a musical for Easter. I saw clips of it, I didn't see the whole thing. Or listen to it because it's too wretched to watch. But they had that as an Easter service this this Easter, and they were it looked like just a regular, ordinary, satanic concert, and they, that was supposed to be for e for the Easter service on Easter Sunday, the main event. And yet they were up there, um, whatever you call that. They want dancing, twerking, whatever. Um, it was some wicked, wicked things happening in, in, in a so-called church. And so that was not a church service. But I wonder how many people were, were deceived by it. And... I mean, somebody that is going to get up there and lead thousands of people and claim that they are going to lead them to Christ and they're they're promoting Jesus and yet they uh, use the the devil's playbook. I don't think you will will you will come to the the outcome that they're thinking. They're not going to have the um, the bliss or happiness or whatever they're trying to achieve this it, that's not how it works so even in the churches you have the devil's snares his tricks his conniving ways if you go to Ephesians chapter 6 he says where to um to stand and having done all to stand, put on the whole armor of God that you may resist the fiery darts of the devil. 
We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, rulers of darkness, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And we can see that for sure, especially what I think Biden for Christmas had the um, pentagram and the baphomet um, in the White House for Christmas. Um, there's evidence all around us that we're in a communist country and have been for three years since the election was stolen out in the open in 2020. But that won't stop us from preaching the gospel. That won't stop us from pressing on. It won't stop us from defending our families, protecting our families, providing for our families. All of this is godly things to do. We're, I'm not going to let this um, corrupt people brainwash my children. I'm not going to let them manipulate them, and I won't let them um, uh, guide them in any sort of way. That's why we homeschool, homeschool our kids, and we bring them up in the fear and admonition of the Lord, and we bring them to church. I don't know why, but a lot of people say if you're homeschooling kids, you're they're going to be social, socially awkward or something like that. Uh, but it's it's not true because my kids really don't meet a stranger. They'll go up running up to anybody to say, hey, to say hello, see what they're doing. They're curious. Um, but I hope that you are doing the same if you have children to raise. Rear them up in the fear of the Lord, the admonition of the Lord. Teach them that there's consequences to your actions so you're not like the cities that are losing Walmarts because nobody can um, exercise self-control. Instead, they uh, damage all the cash registers and loot all the goods. That's not what we're about. So anyway... I'm going to close this this podcast here for tonight, and we're going to close in prayer. I appreciate you joining and listening to the podcast. Uh, don't forget to uh, comment. If you have uh, any questions or comments, feel free to uh, type them in. Dear Father, Lord, we thank you for today. Thank you for your many blessings. Thank you for what you've done for us, what you've given us. We know that there, we're looking to um, dismal times in the near future and, and currently, but we know that you are the rock for us to stand on. You are our hope, our strength, our bulwark. You're our shield. You're our provider, our caregiver. Um, you're our, my Lord and Savior and it, no matter what happens, no matter how the what the devil throws at us, the fiery darts of the devil, there's nothing that he can do as long as we trust you. Peter said to trust God, resist the devil, and he will flee. I pray that we would do that knowing that we can speak boldly 
We can speak the truth. No compliance. We don't comply. We speak God. We speak Jesus. We speak the gospel. We'll provide for our families and we will protect our families down to the very end, no matter what comes our way. With the, the persecution or the trials, we'll, there's stuff we'll have to endure. Things we'll have to that will temper us, make us stronger, make us better. And there's lines that we won't cross or won't let anyone else cross when it comes to our family. We pray that we would live for you and to serve you, help us to honor you and glorify you in what we say and what we do. Be with those that are um, participated in the, the work that you have for them. Give them the strength to carry on and to push forward and to be that light, to be that salt, to be that city on a hill that cannot be hid. There's nothing that the devil can do against us that will prevail if we don't let it. We trust you. We, we know our strength comes from Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and nothing else. Help us continue to serve you, and it's not in ourselves, not in our own strength, but it is in you as our Lord and Savior. Again, be with the families, um, friends, neighbors, uh, church family. Help us to the communities to help us to come together in this time to um, to lay out the networks that we need as a community for food, for resources. And help us to show, as in James one twenty seven, to help the fatherless and the widow in their time of need. And again, we thank you for it. We give you the glory and the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us. Um, you have a good evening and a blessed night.